Hi, everybody. This is Nancy Miller from My Creative Life, the podcast about creatives, how and why they make the art that they do. And today, my special guest is Tara Garrigan, who we I met her through the Society of Children's Book Writers and Illustrators. And Tara is an illustrator. Hi, Tara. How are you doing? Hey, Nancy. Doing great. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. And thank you for meeting with me on such short notice um, today. And can you tell the audience, because I'm more familiar with you, but maybe the audience is not. Can you talk a bit about yourself? Sure. So I currently, I've been focusing on children's book illustration. And I, I think like most artists, I love to do a little bit of everything. Um, so that's kind of one thing that I've been trying to work on in the last couple of years was really trying to focus in and find a niche. So that's been primarily what I'm doing these days is, um, yeah, children's books and comics, more comics for kids. Uh, I also do, I have a, a business where I help other artists to keep organized and manage their systems. Um, I found that that's something I actually enjoy doing and I'm good at and I like working with and helping people. So I kind of try to balance all the, all the things that I really love to do and yeah, hone oh, in on them. I didn't know. Oh, and you did a mural too. You, you're a muralist. You did that mural at the um, Oatland Island, right? Yep. Yeah, that was yeah. pretty recent and I'm supposed to go back and do another one pretty soon. Um, there's also a big mural, um, project coming up for the city of Savannah and I'm working with the team on that right now too hopefully we get that so that's just side note yeah oh, that's awesome man I didn't know that you did a business to organize artists I think that's really interesting do you mind talking a little bit more about that sure yeah so um probably the reason you don't know that is because at first I was trying to figure out you know, what's appropriate as far as marketing? Like, because yeah. I, I find that, you know, people get confused when you do too many things, you know, they're like, well, are you a sculptor or are you a painter? And, you know, um, so kind of like I was just touching on that a minute ago. So at first, when I started this, I kind of separated the two, like, all right, I'm just, the illustrator side is gonna be different than the business management kind of side. Um, and probably towards the beginning of this year, maybe a little bit last year, I started to integrate them some more because I found that it does make more sense. And I, I feel like it, people understand that I maybe can understand the way their brain works and their working methods if they know that I'm also an artist and I'm not just coming in like from a, you know, a totally business standpoint of you need to do this A, B, and C in order to get this result. It's kind of like, okay, I know you're creative and you come up with like you've got different ways of working and so what I like to do is figure out what those ways are for each person and then make them more efficient kind of you know you know how some people like to have things out where they can see them right other people like to have things kind of closed away and cleaned up so it's just like simple stuff like that um I find that I've been working with more graphic designers for the most part, like they, they're small businesses, um, copywriters, uh, a little bit in advertising. Yeah, I got lucky and I met someone um, because of my mom, she loves to talk to everybody. And she uh, met a woman named Elise Bennon. 
she lives in Savannah too. And she's, um, her website is marketing-mentor.com. So she's been doing this for, I guess, about 30 years. So we met up one day to kind of discuss that I was thinking about doing this as a business and, you know, how does she find it? Does it make sense to do this or do people want it? Uh, And then that kind of flourished into, um, really yeah it's a great relationship she has really awesome clients and a lot of times she'll you know refer them to me and it's just yeah it's it's been working out very nicely and yeah balancing that with the illustration and everything too oh nice it gives you a little bit of variety so you're not just like trying to grind out one thing over and over again right yeah exactly i find i get bored very easily so sometimes it's like okay i don't want to be scattered and jump from project to project. But if I don't have that, I'm like, I feel like I drive myself crazy. I just get bored. <laughs> so. I don't know. I think that's a creative brain of like, you know, I, there's a certain point I have to let a, a project go because it kind of beat it to death. And then I'm like, I got to do something else. So yeah. yeah. For artists in general, but that's really cool. I had no idea. So what got you inspired to pursue uh, the children's book market? I think mostly feedback from other people. Um, I've always, I've worked with kids a lot too. So my, I have a younger sister, she's nine years younger. And so I kind of all through growing up was, you know, being around her and her friends. And then I went into teaching pretty early on, which I didn't expect. And because I guess um, between my style, that's that's what I meant by feedback. Usually people would say, you know, it kind of has like a Dr. Seuss sort of feel. It's really whimsical. And and then between that and really enjoying working with kids. And I think one of the reasons why is because I also feel like a big kid. You know, I'm like, oh, we have all the same things in common. We we like comic books and like toys and all that. So um, I think that's why I decided to kind of focus in on the children's books more than just any other type of illustration that you can do. Well, it's, I do see that in your work. It's very fun. It's whimsical. And, uh, and, and you said you also do like graphic novels for, um, for kids. I just started getting into that. So I went to the Savannah College of Art and Design uh, for my undergrad. um, And I went for sequential art. So that's where I kind of thought, you know, for a while, I, yeah, I graduated in 2009. So it was like right during that like economic crash and all kinds of craziness. And so I've like had all sorts of different jobs, you know, since then. And I sort of found or thought that Mm -hmm. the comic book industry was hard to find like paying work in. It seemed like you had to put together a whole book before you get paid you know, unless you work with like two of the big names. So I kind of set that aside until I, you know, could have enough like money that I was sitting on to be able to take time to like make an entire book. Uh, So now, yeah, I've been, I've been coming back to that now kind of through SCBWI and actually through Elise Bennon again, like one of those weird small world things where everybody's connected but i i heard about kids comics unite through the scbwi and then i heard about it through elise um because she's worked with some of the people that are part of that 
And so I joined that and I've made some really awesome connections. I'm working with um, a writer right now, uh, David Quinn, and he used to write for, write comics, um, I guess for most of his career. And so we're working on a kind of hybrid, it's more of a children's book, but it has like the comic book feel uh, with all, like the narration with the word bubbles and all that. So it's kind of like introducing kids, younger kids into comics. And that's been really fun. It's been nice getting back to doing that sort of stuff. Cool. Yeah. And I went to the um, recent summer conference. It was all virtual, oh, nice. but they did say that that market is really going like gangbusters. I've um, been hearing that too. I'm like, okay, great. <laughs> so, perfect timing. So, yeah. Like get it. Yeah. Get it. You know, to get, you know, when you finish and you're, you're going to have that market, you know, already, you know, people, um, the buyers, I think, you know, because you're paired with the, uh, you know, a practicing author and all that. That's great. So far, so good. Let's yeah. see. Yeah, no, go for it. That's what I say. I think it's like you kind of have to be a little bit, um, I don't know, the more I think about it, you because the illustration market is really, you know, you're running your own business. And so it's, it can be, you know, you, you decide what it can be and you decide where you want to put your efforts and time into. And, and uh, it's like anything, you never quite know if the payoff is going to be there. You know, you just got to keep going with it and see what, what's working and uh, adjust. That's a nice thing. At least you can adjust and pivot and change things and rework it or whatever. So, and then send it back. Yeah. yeah those are really important points. I think that you brought up. Yeah. It's just, yeah, being able to adjust and knowing what you want and just keep pursuing it, even if it's, you know, if it's not, it's not getting there right away. If you put the time and energy into it, then somebody will recognize it at some point. Yeah. Yeah, the persistence. So can you talk a little bit about your preferred um, media? Like, how do you like to work in illustration? Um, I usually, I work pretty small aside from the murals. Um, <laughs> I like to work small and I think honestly it's it's like a couple reasons and one is um, I feel more like accomplished. I'm like ooh I finished this in like <laughs> this amount of time. Like I feel like I can get a whole piece done you know and then also it's nice to like I can travel with it and that's one of the reasons too I, I love watercolors because it's it's easy to transport and um, as a kid, I really hated watercolor. <laughs> I, I took a class and I, I think it was kind of like the instructor in the overall environment, but I just remember being like, this is the worst. I never want to do this again. And then it was kind of after college um, through teaching that I started to get into watercolor more. Um, also from college classes, I got really into inking. So I love doing ink wash. Okay. And I've been trying to figure out how that kind of fits into the children's book world. So I, I think black and white can be really great, mm -hmm. um, especially in, in children's books, but I know it's not as prevalent. Um, so that's one, one I'd like to kind of explore in the future is hopefully I'd like to do like a all ink wash book, maybe like little spots of color, but. That would be beautiful. That sounds really, really nice. So are there any particular artists or illustrators that have inspired um, your work? 
I, I love Paul Madonna. Um, he is a, uh, I guess you say, yeah, he's an, he's an illustrator. I was like between, you know, a gra uh, graphic novel and illustrator, but he would, he does comic strips. Um, he lives in San Diego. Mm -hmm. So he would do comic strips in the newspaper there called All Over Coffee. And I think it's, it's a combination of his style and his narrative. Like his work, he does kind of monochromatic, um, more like ink wash or like coffee stain kind of looking stuff. And it's all architecture, mostly like scenes from around, oh, I'm sorry, not San Diego, San Francisco. <laughs> scenes from around San Francisco. And it's basically just like tidbits of people's conversations. Mm -hmm. um, I really love that. I think it's like really relaxing to read, but interesting and beautiful. So he's he's up there, definitely um, Edward Gorey. Oh, yeah. Super fun, <laughs> like creepy, very creepy. Uh, a lot of black and white. Um, so those two definitely come to mind. And I watch a lot of animated films, so like Pixar, which I was reading recently about the way that they do color and kind of like how much goes into the process of almost like, you know, the absence of color and how your brain interprets it and the way they do that is really interesting. But also, I like that they have um, like really recognizable style and like, you ever notice like their women are always pear-shaped? Like I kind of, yeah. I like that that's, like they have those kind of recurring themes. Cool, yeah. Um... So the next question I wanted to ask you is because you're doing all these different, you know, things uh, from running your, you know, illustration murals and then your business organizing artists, like how do you balance those different things? Because they're, you know, I find it very difficult for myself personally and I don't I just, you know, my illustration work, graduate school, and then family. I find I find it really hard. I don't know. I know you're juggling. You're definitely juggling. Well, I mean, <laughs> like, impressive. is is there like advice you could give to listeners, myself, about how to manage all that? How do you work it out? I think the organization part is pretty huge, uh, and having like a routine, and okay. so those those go together. Um, but yeah, I find like if if I'm in a if I have like a pretty decent routine that I'll get more done, you know, if I know like this happens around this time, um, usually as far as like difference between like doing the management stuff and doing the illustration is all kind of, you know, that I know that like Monday through Friday, most of the day is the like more of the management consulting work. And then I'll use like the evenings and the weekends to do the illustration. Um, I also have a habit of just carrying like sketchbook or whatever I'm working on with me all the time so that, you know, if I end up in a situation where I'm just, I'm kind of stuck somewhere, you know, waiting in an office on an appointment or um, I've done some painting on the airplanes before <laughs> too, which is fun, but I feel like having something to just fill in those moments. Um, although I will say, you know, it is good to just like take a minute, breathe, like <laughs> clear your head and not constantly be doing something. But at the same time, it's like those little tidbits of time just add up and you, you can get good stuff done um, during that time. Yeah. That's great advice. 
So if you could travel back in time and give yourself a little bit of advice about your art journey, what would that be? It's a very interesting question. Um, I think the biggest thing is probably maybe, yeah, moving, moving on from things too quickly. Um, so, you know, how, how we were just talking about, like, if you kind of stick with something long enough, and I think there are times where I wasn't patient or, you know, just kind of realistic life stuff, like being able to pay your bills and, you know, um, so yeah, I'd say probably around the time that I graduated was, I felt I was kind of going through a lot of stuff at that time and got like pretty depressed. So I moved away to give myself a change of scenery for a while. And that was helpful. So it's weird because I don't think that I would like take it back. I don't think I would change that time or what I did, but I feel like it would have been more beneficial for me to just kind of stay in one place. Um, that's another big thing. So I've, I've moved a lot, like all through growing up mm -hmm. and one way I feel like to get more things done is to have like a solid, solid, like home life or, you know, a dedicated workspace that, you know, is going to be there, you know, so you're not spending time, like moving stuff around, cleaning up, you can just kind of leave it out and be able to come back to it whenever you have those little bits of time. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So I'd, I'd say around then it would be less, less jumping around and more like, I guess, like listening to my inner voice. I've had, I've had trouble with that over the years. I'm trying to be better about paying attention to, you know, what I really want and what I probably need and not, not necessarily, you know, trying to really overly plan things and make sure things are going to work out, just sort of letting go a little bit more. Getting a little transcendental here. No, it's okay. Seriously, <laughs> it's like I've kind of had to make this. Like I did some artwork recently for the visuals for my thesis, and I, it wasn't turning out the way I wanted. I look back and I go like, you know, and I've just had to do this takeaway. Like, you know, I spent twelve weeks on this, and I'm just gonna have to let it go. And I need to like just take what I learned and then use it on the next project because it's really hard to just keep sometimes just rehashing something for myself you know everybody's different but I I felt like I just need a mental break from this or I'm gonna have a nervous breakdown and then I gotta just move on and I need to go slower I've decided to take the time to figure out some things in my process and I feel like what you're saying about kind of rushing through and not giving things enough time like literally like maybe give it a day or two just to think mm -hmm. about it you know is it yeah, really definitely. gonna change um, you know, cause if there's no deadline, like for it, like there are some things that are deadline or you just got to move on. But like when I do projects for myself, you know, don't feel like I'm just caught up in this, what the end is going to be and really pay attention to, well, how am I doing this? And what, do, what do I really want to get out of it? Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. And that is one of those nice things about having like maybe three projects at a time is that you can set one aside and be like, okay, I think I'm. I'm overthinking it or overdoing it. And like you said, come back day or two, week or whatever it is with, with fresh eyes. It is really helpful. Um, one thing I found really surprising is I look back at some of my work that at the time I was like, this is garbage. And then been like, oh, you know, actually that's, that's better than I thought it was. Like 
Sometimes I think you'd be like overly critical of yourself in the moment, maybe depending on what your mindset is, you know? So that can be a nice aspect of just circling back to something is being like, oh, okay, yeah, like I'm not doing so bad, you know, brush my shoulders off. Nice, nice. Well, and my last or second to last question is, um, this is one of those deep questions that I always ask everybody. So because as artists, illustrators, we tend to say, well, we're gonna leave this body of work behind the physical art, but I think um, we're kind of more than that. There's those intangible things that you learn throughout life. And what are the three like kind of final truths that you would like to leave behind? Um, if you can't leave behind your art? Hmm. Um, hmm. I guess one would probably be just to make sure that you're always trying to find the, the joy in life and in what you do. Um, and also, you know, that the, the people around you are really important. Um, and I think that's a definitely a big way to to leave your legacy is you know showing how much you love and care about the people around you and and giving back to your community and that you can definitely do that through art and you know it can be little things um, little paintings as gifts or public art just um, and getting involved yeah volunteer work with with kids and art yeah there's a lot to be said for that and I, I think that's definitely one way. So kind of like leaving a lasting impression in people's minds and hearts, hopefully. Um, and, hmm. And then I guess beyond that, um, hopefully, I guess like the idea of being innovative um, and kind of like, wacky whimsical I don't know, leaving some kind of mark that's that kind of like gets other people thinking about like different ways to do things um yeah changing your mindset and how important that can be and not just in your artwork but in so many aspects of your life it's just kind of stop think about things differently and you know it can change everything nice well thank you so much um Tara for you know telling us about your personal art journey and uh, where you're going with things. Um, my last question is, where can people see your work? Oh. Um, I guess well, at taragarrigan.com or uh, my company is tmgcreative.org, same website. Um, I also have a YouTube channel and that's the Everything Art Teacher. Oh, cool. um, and yeah, so that's been uh, last year I started that in the kind of the beginning of the pandemic. I'd been wanting to do it for a while. And so then I just kind of use that time to test it out. So I've got some videos that are kind of like business tips for artists. Uh -huh. There's a few of those. Um, I did a lot of drawing and mostly drawing um, and craft kind of things for kids. Also some that I started doing just like a lot of time lapses of paintings that I'd like to do more of actually like watercolor or inking tutorials then instagram um yeah those are probably the main places i have two children's books um one can i think you can find on amazon it's uh cool. yeah captain savannah and the saint patrick's day mystery and the other one i think is pretty much just out of the 
um, Boston Aquarium. Oh, so there's a long answer. <laughs> nice. Well, you know what, um, listeners, I'm going to put some of the links in the description box so you can check out Tara's work. Um, Tara, thank you so much for being a guest on my podcast today. No, it was really fun. Thank you for having me. And next time I've got questions for you. So. Oh, no. <laughs> no worries. Everybody, thank you for listening to My Creative Life. Bye. Bye.